You're listening to Poise with a Purpose. My name is Lauren and I'm your host. Today, we're going to switch it up a little bit. As y'all know, this podcast is for women and helping them thrive in the workplace, at home, with themselves. And and we do that. Um, But I'm also a faithful person. I'm a Christian. And so sometimes I kind of have to take a pause and share how my relationship with Christ has affected me in those areas. So if you're not a believer, you're not a Christian, I hope you still stay tuned in because this could still be helpful to you. Um, And if you are, my goal is that once we wrap up today's podcast episode, that you would be able to take some of the things that I mentioned and put them into practice in the workplace. So let's just jump into it because I never honestly know what our episode is going to be about. I typically kind of think about it, churn about it throughout the week and over the weekend. And then Monday morning, I sit with myself every week and say, okay, what is going to be impactful? What's going to be authentic? Because I hate when people, you know, share just empty um, things like this, like podcast episodes or trainings and you take them or you do them. And at the end, you're like, I didn't get anything out of that. So if I don't have anything to say that I think will provide substance, then I might not have a podcast that that week. But luckily, the past few weeks, I have had something to say. And today is no different, thankfully. So why are we focusing on faith today? Number one, um, while it will be a story for another day or another season, I have just over the past four to five years really grown a lot in my relationship with Christ. Um, I and my family were just blessed beyond measure in ways that lined up that you could only know it was God who lined it up. That's the only way it could have happened. Um, I've been a believer. I, I can't say almost my whole life because that sounds kind of disingenuous to say you've known Christ since you were a kid, but I did grow up in the church. Um, my family, very regular in church, leadership roles in the church. And that being said, despite all the Easter speeches and the Christmas plays and the vacation Bible schools, my relationship with Christ did not truly mature until I got married. Um, I went through, you know, high school, still being led by my parents in terms of going to church and doing all those things. So when I got to college, I think I do what a lot of people did. And I lived my college experience. I went to church sparingly and I still continue to pray and manage my relationship with God um, through that time but I didn't really start to get more regular um, not just in church because church is not the only way you know to be saved and to have that relationship but giving back to the body by going to church regularly um, you know just doing things that were solely led by God in a more regular way and having those regular conversations with God in my mind, that didn't happen until I was um, engaged and getting ready to be married to my husband. <clears throat> so that's a little bit of background on my faith. I was saved, baptized when I was like 13 over the summer. Um, and I've been saved all that time. But like I said, my relationship has only grown kind of more in this later part of my life. We attended a church when we lived in Michigan that really was a good teaching church from the Bible and had a lot of very caring people um, who took the time to help us understand the power of prayer for yourself and other people in a corporate way. And it really just, I mean, every time I see someone or do something and I feel like I want to pray for them, I get like nervous, like, oh my gosh, what if I don't say the right thing? But that church made me feel comfortable enough to at least like give it a shot. 
And so I had to give you that background so that if you're listening to this as a new believer or a Christian, um, you know, or a seasoned believer, Christian, that you understand that I know it by no means proclaiming to be perfect or proclaiming to be like a minister or a preacher or a Christian influencer. Even I'm just a person that has a relationship with God and a relationship with Jesus um, and a relationship with the Holy Spirit in my own way. And I know how that relationship has impacted me in my career and as a mother um, and just me personally. So because of that, I want to share three things that I think we should keep in mind as Christians in the workplace that I think that the monotony and the pressure and the stress of the regular workday would have us forget. So the first thing I want to talk about is networking. I know everyone's sick of hearing networking and I've been on TikTok and hearing from the younger generations, including my own with the millennials that you know, we don't want to network. We don't want people to know what's going on inside of our personal life. And there, and there's good reason behind, you know, keeping your personal life and your work life separate. So I totally understand that. The issue comes when we have decided to dehumanize the people that we work with. And we assume that they're just, you know, these robots, they go home and take out their batteries and they come back when it's time to work and, you know, belabor us with emails. Um, As Christians, I think we have to look at networking differently. From a career standpoint, yes, it is wonderful and and great to network your way up in the company, to network across different organizations. But as Christians, I think you have to take some different notes while you're doing that. Um, It can be as simple as remembering someone's kid's name or remembering that someone is caregiving for an elderly parent. Um, Remembering that someone that you meet with on a regular basis has you know, that they go to the gym at a certain time every week, like we mentioned on our boundaries podcast last week, making note of what any of those boundaries could be. Or, you know, if this person just seems like they're struggling a little bit in life, like if you're kind of gauging their attitude, but take those notes. I mean, when you're networking or doing anything, just think about how would Christ, like how would Jesus be having a conversation with this person? And Jesus would be looking into this person's heart and, and knowing and feeling you know, whatever their pains are, whatever their um, issues outside of work are, he wouldn't just be, and I'm not speaking for Jesus, but from what I know in my relationship, I don't think that if Jesus was networking at work, that he would just be doing it so that he could understand priorities and how the department works. Jesus would be trying to understand the person. And that's what we should aspire to be like. Um, I can't tell you how many times that I have been able to, to, deepen my relationship with people at work because I chose to humanize them and remember things that were important about their lives or about their current situations when I had requests for them or, you know, when I just wanted to check in on them and those kind of things. Um, so yeah, make sure that when you, that you are networking, that you're not just dehumanizing people. You don't have to reveal so much about your personal life or yourself but you should be able to get to know other people as much as they will allow you so that you can begin to just pour that Christ-like love on them when you see them. It could just be as simple as people who like to be told good morning to or people who love when their birthday is remembered and you send them a virtual card. I mean, it could be very simple things, but they're things that you wouldn't know or you wouldn't have access to the information to unless you were talking to people. So I know it's, it's not always fun, especially not at work, but we were called to be different. 
And I am going to share some some verses with y'all because I hate when people share stuff and they don't, you know, give the biblical behind it. So, I mean, I got a lot of good ones, y'all. These are verses that I like would put on my desk when I used to be in person. So, um, one thing, one of the verses I will start with is Galatians 6, 9, and that's in relation to everything we're going to talk about today, but specifically for this first one with networking. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I understand that work is a rough place and time and you're not always in the mood to, you know, to be a, a Christian right then, to be honest. Sometimes it's just been rough for you and you need someone to humanize you too and it's not happening, but we can't get tired of doing God's work even when we're in the workplace. Um, and I don't want to get too far into my next topic, but I mean, we were truly called to be different and no matter where we are or what we're doing, helping people come to Jesus and spreading the gospel should be our number one priority outside of every single other thing, which can be difficult to remind yourself of in the midst of a busy corporation. So the, that was the first one was networking. The second one was um, being joyful. Um, we as I said, are called to be different. And it doesn't mean that we have to pretend that nothing is wrong or that we're not bothered by some of the things that go on in corporate America. But, but there is a joy that comes in being a believer that is separate from happiness. That is something that should always live inside of you. And if you truly understand what we're working towards and that, you know, there is an eternity that is beyond your life on this earth, then you should be able to have that internal joy at knowing that your job responsibilities, your boss, your, you know, even your daily issues as a mother and everything like that. This is all, these are all things that will not last forever. There is greater promise to us in the future. And if you can keep your mind on that, it's, it's not easy to be joyful, but you can remind yourself that that joy is inside. And one of the verses that I use that I used to put on my desk to remind me of that is um, Colossians 3.23. So it says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord, oh, and this is 24, sorry. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. You are not serving your boss. You are not serving your company. You are not even serving your kids or your husband or yourself. You're doing all these tasks that, you know, were assigned to you to do or that you chose to take upon yourself, what have you. But ultimately, your role, your job on this earth is to serve Christ if you have identified yourself as a believer to serve God. So you keep that in mind in all that you do. You can pull out the joy. Sometimes I think, um, especially in corporate America, that people like almost mock you for being joyful. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I've had a ton of experiences of walking into an elevator in the morning and good morning. How are you today? And people are like, mm, wow, you're a, uh, you're cheerful. And you're just like, well, you know, that's all you can do is try to start the day the best you can. And the response you get is usually like, how long have you been working here? You haven't been working here long enough for this place to like break you down yet or rub off on you or what have you. Or, I mean, I've had managers look at me during conversations where I've reminded them to say like, hey, I know we have a lot going on right now, but like, did you eat lunch today? Did you, you know, maybe you should, if do you need me to help out with anything so you can make sure you ended a good time today? Because if we're all on this team and we're all working together, 
Maybe we can share some of the load so that everyone can get done at a reasonable time. And people just look shocked. Like they forget that people can care about you as a person in your job and that you're just not some person assigned to a role that interchanges emails with people. So the joy is something that I think most often that I feel called to bring, even though I don't always feel the happiness. I don't always go in. I'm not a morning person. So even doing this podcast early in the morning, that's why it gets posted later because I always like to do it in the morning and then I marinate on it and make sure that I came with my best attitude because I'm an evening night person. But even when I don't feel that happiness, I I feel like it's my responsibility to pull out the joy out of my pocket because corporate America inside of any company or even in talking to people who don't work at my company or companies I've been at before, it's just so draining for people. It comes with a lot of confusion as far as, am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right place? And do I wanna move up? Do I want more balance? What about the money? Am I gonna get a bonus? And people are just so swirled in this um, like confusion of what they wanna do and if they're being compensated enough for their efforts and what they're giving up to do these efforts that there is often just not a lot of joy being infused. It takes a very thoughtful and intentional person to do that if it's not just your personality. And so I just wanna remind y'all that besides getting to know people, try to find that joy of knowing that there is more for us that God has promised us. And the joy in knowing that you have a Holy Spirit inside of you that you can reference and, you know, that can lead you to doing those God-like things, those Christ-like things that should be bringing these, you know, your fruits of the spirit into the workplace. Um, So those are the first two things. So before I start rambling on, because I feel like I can get carried away, the last one I want to talk to you about is opportunity. Um, Because you can get to know people, you can bring that joy into, you know, the desolate places, the desolate corners of the conference rooms, and that's great. But there is also an opportunity to literally gather souls for Christ in the workplace if if you look for them. And what do I mean by that? So I have personally had experiences where people have invited me and therefore, you know, invited allowed me the opportunity to bring Christ with me into their situations. Um, I have been in situations where people at work have come to me on a very personal level and not at my current job only. I've worked in multiple places. I've um, had experiences outside of work that were still professional. I've gone to conferences. So when I say work, I mean a variety of places associated with my professional career. But I've had people come to me and share with me that they, you know, got a bad performance review or they're stuck in their job and they're crying to me and I, and they know I'm a believer and I, and I've asked, you know, well, can I, can I pray for you? Um, that's an opportunity. I have had opportunities where people have come to me with anxiety or with substance abuse. Um, and this isn't again, just not at work, but in a lot of different places that I've been and mentioned to me, you know, it's just casual. It helps me get my job done. It helps me do this or that. And I'm like, okay, well, can we talk about like why you're doing this and what's the thought behind it? And we get into like depression and all of these things. And I've had the opportunity to try to help them, you know, in talking to a manager about resources that we have or talking to their family members with their, you know, consent of how can we help this person? Should they be going to therapy? Um, 
people can sometimes invite you in because you have humanized them. And it doesn't always have to be that serious of a thing. Sometimes it can just be that someone isn't having a good day and you say, you know, I'm going to add you to my prayer list. Like someone told me that their parent was having surgery and I said, well, can you tell me if you don't, if it's not too personal, if you tell me your mom's name, I would love to add her to my prayer list. Cause I don't know about y'all, but sometimes when people tell me that they're gonna pray for me, I'm like, that was the prayer. Like when you said you were going to, that was the prayer. So I like for people to know by just simply asking for the person's name um, that I'm actually going to pray for this specific person. So they know it's just not, you know, me being a mouthpiece or whatever, that I'm actually backing it up. Um, I have had people whose parents have passed away, siblings have passed away, people who, you know, have gotten like laid off from their role or all these things. And I make it known in various ways that I am a believer. Um, it was easier in office or when I'm out and about because I can, you know, wear shirts that have um, like Christian sayings or verses on them. Or when I was in the office, I could put post-it notes with Bible verses around my desk. And I used to change my scripture on my whiteboard every day. And you would be surprised at how many people would just stop me because I I positioned it a certain way on purpose. I looked at the traffic of people coming around my desk and I put my whiteboard in the best position for people walking by my desk to see it. Even if I wasn't talking about it, I would just quietly change it every day. And I had people that would stop me and say, you know, I really need this today. Or like, that's, that's a good one. And there was a, a particular individual at a place that I um, was at before that used to um, see me, you know, low key kind of talking about Jesus and stuff. And this person wasn't a believer. Um, and they asked me at one point about, cause I, I would casually like, you know, how are you going? Can I pray for you? Blah, blah, blah. Finally, you know, I got up the courage to say like, I know that that's not really your thing, but it sounds like you're going through some things. And my church has a really great, um, you know, young adult program. And if you are interested, they do really casual things in the evening. Like they do bonfires, they go out for dinner. It's like very low pressure. It's not even at the church um, most of the time. And they were like, oh, I'll think about it. And I never brought it up again. And a few months later, they asked me for a service time. Um, they ended up, I don't know if they actually ended up going or not because they ended up choosing kind of a different path in life and we stopped interacting because they like left. Um, but the fact of the matter is that it was a long-term opportunity for me to help somebody that I humanized, that I tried to bring joy to as we've been discussing, um, who knew what I believed. I knew and respected he believed differently. So I wasn't pushy or anything. I just kind of lived life in my own sphere of influence. And he eventually was drawn to Jesus, in my opinion, he wasn't drawn to me or drawn to the things I was doing. He was drawn to Jesus and what that relationship could be like. Um, so that's just me kind of reiterating to you that you have the quick wins of saying you could pray for someone. You have people who come to you in emotional distress where you can kind of lightly, of course, because we want to be respectful that everyone doesn't believe what we believe lightly offer like hey is it okay if i pray for you and if they say yes you know there's your opportunity you don't got to pray in the middle of your cubicle or nothing you can text them a prayer you can call them later you can go to a conference room which i've done that before just booked a conference room um for a meeting but then maybe just took it for five or ten minutes just to do a prayer if somebody needed it um but then you have those more serious conversations where people need 
you know, they might need the gospel. They might need you to tell them about opportunities to meet with more seasoned Christians or your pastor or leaders in the church to talk through more difficult issues or because they really want to get to know Christ. And if you're not, if you don't feel equipped to do that, um, you can do whatever you feel equipped to do and then make sure that you give them that resource of whatever additional that they need. But just looking for those opportunities and being aware I mean, sometimes that can just feel so much more rewarding than any promotion or compensation or recognition that you can get when you get those reminders from God, like, hey, you know, you really not here for this, right? Like you really here doing this work for me. So the fact that you like got this person to, you know, want to pray with you or the fact that you, this person might be going to church now, or the fact that this person did not believe in Jesus at all was totally against it. And they of their own volition because of your behavior at work have now have an interest. I mean, you might be the very start of a long path to them, maybe eventually coming to Christ, but you started the path. And and y'all, it just feels like so like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing when that happens. Um, so we have a few minutes left and I just want to read you a few verses that I think are really applicable to this situation from Romans. Romans 8 is just legit. If you want to print out a whole, you know, chapter to put on your desk or to keep by you, like, I just feel like we remember when we're at work, when we're not at work, when we're at church, when we're with our family sometimes, when we are with our friends, we think about prayer, we think about this relationship with God. But I feel like when we go to work, like we hang God up with our coats in the closet before we sit down at our desk because it just feels like you have to be this whole different person when you go to work. And you may have to be more professional. You may have to mute your you know, personal life because you don't want biases or you don't want people all in your business, which I, I totally understand. But just remember that we were called to be different. And if you remember that, it just helps you walk a different way. Like go into meetings a different way, smile at people a different way in the hallway or on your virtual meeting notice. Sometimes it makes you unmute just to laugh, to bring people some joy. Um, so um, one of the ones that applies to what I just said is Romans 8, 5. And this is the New Living Translation, by the way, for all the verses that I have referenced today. Romans 8, 5 says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about simple things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. And you kind of have to just position your mind to do that or ask the Holy Spirit to help guide guide you to be thinking about the things of Christ, the things of God, the things that are above this world while you're at work, because it, it can be difficult. It's definitely not an easy thing to do. Um, let's see what another one is. So, um, Romans 8, 9, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. Um, and, and Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. And that's Romans 8, 9 through 11. Like, remember that you, you have something that not everybody at your workplace is going to have. Like you, you have something inside of you 
that can literally change someone's life because you have chosen to have this relationship with Jesus. Do not forget how powerful that is. Your boss or even the VP, the CEO of your company, they may be a powerful individual, but imagine if you knew for a fact that they didn't know Christ, how that would change the way you approach them at work. I have told people, especially in management positions, consider that people are on their knees praying to God about their performance review before they meet with you. They're praying for favor from you. They're praying for understanding from you. Your name can be on the lips of a lot of people if you manage people and, and you have no idea. Just, just remember that. And you never know unless you get to know people who is or is not saved. You can have a person that you talk to every day at work that, you know, talks about God and, you know, talks about going to church and all this stuff, not saved. I've experienced it for myself. So no matter what or who you're interacting with, just remember to be intentional about being Christ-like. And, and when you don't feel like it, ask the, ask the Holy Spirit to help feel like it for you. I be asking the Holy Spirit for all kind of unrealistic stuff. Like I'm in a bad mood. Please make anything I say seem like I'm in a great mood. I don't know if it works, but I ask. <laughs> Sometimes I think it does. Um, so then uh, there was another one I wanted to bring up to you. Let me see. So this is the last one because I think I'm running out of time here for my, because I don't want to keep y'all too long as they say. But the last one I will just remind you again, that hopefully will motivate you to dig deep and be intentional is Romans 8 verses 18, just verse 18. We'll keep it, keep it short, but please check out Romans 8 on your own. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. Work is not easy for you. Your life is probably not easy for you. I mean, just living comes with everyday problems, fears, anxiety, stress of all kinds. So it is not... For me to say here on this podcast that it will be simple for you to network with people be joyful look for these opportunities like you don't got your own problems and things to worry about but remember as someone who has identified and chosen as a believer in christ that this suffering is not the end this suffering is not what will define us in christ it will help us to build up a testimony, to bring people to him, to understand his power, to understand the relationship that we that we can have. But this is not the end. There is so much more that we will have when all of this is over. My shirt today, one of my favorite shirts that I got thrifted from Goodwill says, earth is now, heaven is forever. And I didn't wear it on purpose, but I wear it a lot. And honestly, people, believers are not always mention it. So maybe it was just you know, a good reminder for myself today um, to be doing this with you all. If this doesn't touch anybody, this word touched me. So, and I needed it. But anyways, at the risk of, um, of going on too long, I will say that I hope that if you're not a believer and you listen to this, that you know that there are people in your workplace that you know, if they're, if they've made it known that they're a believer, that they're faithful and you need someone to go to, Hopefully that person is open to having a discussion with you, to praying for you, with you, you know, to inviting you to their church. Like, don't feel like you have to be something you're not to interact with people who are believers, because I know there's a lot of bad raps out there, but the people who are doing what they're supposed to do should be able to, to pass along that joy and to pass along the gospel to you. And for those who are believers, like I said, we know this is a fight. We know that this is something you have to work at and you're not always in the mood to do it because you're human. But ask God, 
ask the Holy Spirit for that strength to be able to do his work. Because like I said, those raises, those promotions, that recognition, that favor with people that you want, that is not the most important thing in our lives. And nor is that our number one mission. You may be able to do some things through getting all of those earthly accolades, but ultimately our mission is to do the work of the Lord. And that's what we should be focused on. And remember too, that because of that, these people in power over you at work, they don't have more power over you than God. So let that be your motivation for today. I know this was a little bit different than what we've been doing before. Let me know what y'all think. I'd love to interact with you on TikTok. You can add me at l.mo, um, like I've mentioned, or you can shoot me an email um, through the contact on this podcast. But I would love to hear if this was helpful to you. If you have any situations you want to share that we can motivate others, I'll definitely share on my socials. But I hope that you all have a great day. And that if no one has, you know, helped you today or if you're not feeling joy that this brought you some level of joy um and that you can go to god in prayer after this podcast and start your day off right if you're listening to this before work or if you're going to bed hopefully it can start off your tomorrow right so thank you all so much don't forget to stay poised on your purpose and i will see you next week Mm -hmm.